It is a special edition of Crossing Broadcast, and we are happy to give you insight and information that you've been waiting about Crossing Broad for a very long time. What is up, Adam Lefko? If I sound refreshed, it's because we're doing this at night, and it's awesome. Kyle Scott at Crossing Broad. Russell Joy at Joy on Broad, the only member of the trio that is constantly consistent. Uh, this is amazing. I think we should do this all the time. Can I just say really quick before Kyle gets into like this life-changing news, thanks sweet baby Jesus, we're finally going to find out what is going on with this website. He's been tweeting soon for what feels like an eternity, and I am just so excited, Kyle, for you to finally tell the fine folks of the Delaware Valley what you've been up to. Honestly, I've been most of the time I've just been tweeting soon to get people off my back about why the hell the site has barely been updated for like the last three to four weeks. So that's a big part of it. Uh, Adam, you said you feel refreshed. I, I wish I could say the same. I feel beaten down. I've spent mm-hmm. the better part of the last two days on the phone with either lawyers or some guy from the Dominican Republic helping me with website coding. So I'm a... Uh, I'm a bit loopy right now and have no idea what's going on in the sports world. Uh, Can Russell other than Rolly Massimino died. Rest in peace. Yeah, Rolly. Okay, let's do a moment of silence for Rolly Massimino. For the longest time, was the most recent and most important Philadelphia championship for like 30 years, and he's an incredible guy. Let's give a moment of silence for Rolly and Joe Embiid's niece. Okay. Can Russell and I guess what's going on because we legitimately don't know? I think Russ knows, so Russ, you, can you know. Guess. Yeah, because Adam, I have to be honest with you. I think it was like maybe a month ago. I just kept bombarding Kyle with texts because I had a feeling that I knew what it was, and then I started dropping like all kinds of of ideas on him. And then you know finally, how Russ just, stalks he, your social media. Like, oh, Russ, yeah, it's not a like, shock. Ru- Russell, Russell, go, Russell, go. Oh, that's interesting news. Who's your source, Russ? That's not how this works. Uh, Russ will be like, hey, that tweet you sent out two days ago. Yeah, Russ is a little bit of a stalker. I like it. Somebody's got to do the uh, got to do the dirty work. Right, so I'm going to guess that um, you're doing like a, a paywall type of thing. Uh, y- yes and no. All right, uh, you yes. just do it. You do it. Do the whole delivery. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I will, I'll, I'll try to give the short version and then just like take some questions, I guess. But uh, yeah, yes. there will be a premium type uh, option for the website with a paywall. I, I, every site is moving towards this. Obviously the athletic is the one getting all the pub, but there's a site in Pittsburgh, DK Pittsburgh sports, a site in Boston, Boston sports journal, uh, philly.com today announced they're going to start charging two ninety nine per week. Wait, really? After like, yeah. <laughs> when did that happen? Yeah. Today. Wait, so philly.com, Philly how does it, Oh, wow. Marcus Hayes behind the paywall. All right, so I don't have... It's the Hayes wall. I don't have the exact particulars. If you're a subscriber to the newspaper, you will still actually have to pay after hitting your article limit for the month. I think it's like 10 articles. If not, it's like three bucks a week after you hit however many articles per month. Yeah. This is like AARP is is now saying like... uh, Hey, do you want to uh, go on an extra, 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 ultra low mile lease on this Corvette? Because that's just something you need. Nonsense. Well, well done, Philly.com. I hope you're listening. Well, no, I understand that you have to, as Kyle's probably doing with his website. Okay, so you're kind of making it premium. What else? Well, okay, so yeah, so the the part of that is eighty percent of the content's going to remain free. So the, the big news is we got a couple of investors, guys, uh, site readers hey. have seen me mention. 
on the site that I'm like, hey, I, I need some money so I could hire writers. And they actually came to me earlier this year. We got our shit together over the summer. Um, we're hiring, uh, a bu- bringing on a bunch of writers. Uh, some guys will, you know, some guys are just going to be more freelance type contributors. Other guys will be, um, you know, much more of a, a full-time type of role or a much more consistent type of role. Um, so what's going to happen is the free version of the site is instantly going to get infinitely better. Um, usually when it's just me, other than these last few months, I could do like four to six posts per day on a, on an average decent weekday. Um, we're shooting for 12 with these guys. So we're going to have, and not just more content, like better, more in-depth stuff. I'll go into each of the guys in a minute, but, uh, more varied stuff. Um, just make this site that much better. Additionally, there will be a you know, kind of an ESPN insider type of model. What that will get you is going to be like three ninety nine a month, and what that will get you is no ads, none of my bullshit surveys, none of the video autoplay videos, no pop up ads, no slow loading time. I mean, that I know it sucks. Believe me, it's a necessary evil. None of that. Uh, you'll get exclusive posts, three to five posts per week. Uh, and I'll tell you about some of the guys we're bringing on. Are going to be really in depth, longer form type stuff, really good stuff both entertaining and informative. Those will be subscriber only. There'll be like weekly mailbags with a specific writer about a specific topic. That will be subscriber only. And we're going to be doing daily Monday morning roundup type posts every weekday now. Uh, that Those will remain free, but subscribers will get them emailed. Uh, subscribers will also get 20% off all our apparel. And we'll do like quarterly meetups where basically we'll share all the off-the-record stuff. I'll show people Mike Missinelli's nasty emails to me, Tio's dick if they want to see it, that sort of thing. Um, so it's very much that of just... That is unbelievable that part of the premium plan is an in-person <laughs> viewing of a picture of Terrell Owens' unit. I mean... Hey, I got it. That stuff you're only going to get on brand. Crossing... <laughs> hashtag, hashtag T-Unit. <laughs> T-O-N-O. We'll tell you some of the fun stuff that that, uh, hasn't made the site. So I think it's a pretty good incentive. If people like the site and like what we do and want to support it, trying to give them a lot of bang for the buck. I mean, it's the price of a cup of a cup, cost of a cup of coffee. And um, you know what? It's like... you know, we, we went out and we had guys put their money where, where our mouth is. And, and the more subscribers we get, it's obviously better for any website... One subscriber, you paying three ninety nine a month, is is better, infinitely better than you coming to the site every day, ten times a day, and viewing fifty ads. Like the consistency of having that, uh, you know, a subscription as opposed to really just trying to find as many places for ads as you can. It's just a better business model. So the more people who subscribe, the more people we can add, add them in full time roles, and continue growing the site. That's really the goal of this. So. Um, the investment is so we can bring on some people initially to give enough incentive to really kind of drive the premium model, but also make the site bigger. We'll, we will still make good money on ads. And, and also part of it is we sell a lot of apparel. So the more people who read the website, the more apparel we can sell. So it's a, I think the full paywall model that like the athletic is using is really good and smart. Um, but you know, I've spent the last seven years trying to get a, a large audience. And I feel like if we like did something by going full paywall, we would lose a significant chunk of that reach. And, and quite honestly, part of that reach is what allows us to sell apparel, uh, quite well. And we're going to be doing like some road trips and events. And if we have a big readership, we can promote it directly to our readers without having to advertise it. So uh, we're trying to get the best of both worlds. So that that's, what's been going on. And 
it's you know uh, meeting with meeting with people talking to people to hire them um setting up the logistics of the site you won't believe how much time i've spent um making sure that when you're logged in you indeed won't see any ads it's easier said than done like there's all these little quirks so i've been uh last last couple weeks have been a little little nuts but i'm excited and and it will bring more variety to the site. These guys aren't here to write like me. They're here to be themselves, and I think they're, they'll be good compliments to what we're already doing on, on the site and ultimately just make a, a much better website, and we'll be able to do more stuff. Not to rain on the parade here, I just want to point out the fact I've always hated the anecdote of, like, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can have this great content. I don't know what it is about it. I just, you know, my wife has been trying to use that line on me for about, I don't know, like three years now. Like, I should stop buying coffee in the morning because then, like, we could, I don't know, pay our electric bill. And I've never really enjoyed it all that much. I do have to say, though, um, I'm glad that people subscribing to the website is going to prevent us from having to go full-on Sarah McLaughlin, black and white, you, uh, you know, playing the saddest violin in the world, singing in the arms of the angels. So I'm, I'm really happy. I, I'm over Kyle, the moon did you this. say which writers are coming on? So, yeah. So, uh, first guy, and he's going to be in a full-time role, is Kevin Kincaid. He, uh, I know Russ is a big fan because he covers, right now, the Union for the Philly Voice. And I think, Russ, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think Union folks consider him the best guy on that beat. Not that there's that much competition. That is correct. Um, he's really good. He covers what they do at Philly Voice is very like he does a very Kemsky style sort of thing where uh, it's in depth and informative, but there's some personality there, and it kind of they don't they kind of get away from the traditional like AP style guide of newspaper writing, and it's it's more it's more online type of writing. I think he's a really good writer. He's a talented guy. Um, he's going to be focused. He's going to so he's going to do what he's doing for the Union now, and he's going to focus heavily on the Sixers. And to a slightly lesser extent, the Eagles um, possibly, hopefully, potentially be credentialed for the Sixers and Eagles and and be covering, at the very least, home games in person uh, and doing really providing like good, thorough coverage of those teams with his personality. Um, he wrote a piece a couple of months ago really criticizing Philly Sports Talk Radio on another site that he was freelancing for called Philly Views. I happened to see it and tweeted it and got... Honestly, it got like more feedback than anything I've written in probably the last year. So I actually took that as a pretty good sign. Uh, so he's willing to kind of roll up his sleeves and get his uh, get his hands dirty, and uh, he's going to work on some like in depth stories too. Um, I'll just go quickly. Another guy named Kevin Love. He's re- written for a bunch of basketball blogs. He's on a podcast now called Sixer Science with a guy from Harvard, um, a professor from Harvard very like sort of analytical basketball guy but writes with personality like so for instance today when this is dropping we're recording this Wednesday night he has a post about Ben Simmons ceiling and it's really good video breakdowns gifts all that sorts of stuff but you know there's masturbation jokes in there so he's like I find that when I reached the end of his piece I was shocked to have learned as much as I did because it was kind of just so readable Uh, another guy Sean Cottrell who is a insurance adjuster by day uh, he's gone to uh, NFL or football scout school. He writes for Inside the Pylons. Uh, he's done some stuff for Bleeding Green Nation. He's going to do the, you know, the the all twenty two thing, but with the acknowledgement that everyone's doing an all twenty two thing. So his uh, shtick, if you will, is going to be after the week after games, a couple days after the games, whatever the hot the hot radio take is of the day. Like, hey, like Garrett Blunt sucks. Like people like me just de- declaring that he sucks based on. 
my personality and nothing else. He's going to be the guy who's going to debunk those things and go to the tape and say, all right, let's, let's see if what idiots, what the idiots are talking about is real or, or not. And I am, Adam, I, you are going to enjoy the post he has about Michael Kendricks um, and, and why he doesn't deserve any more playing time than he's getting. Um, that's going to run later today. I, I guarantee you it'll be right up your alley. Uh, I, I love anybody that's willing to be a contrarian and then provide proof. Um, just because, as you've said before, Eagles can be a lot of groupthink. Um, so mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. A um, couple other guys. We got a couple of young guys. Chris Jastrzemski. Uh, I'm never going to be able to pronounce his name. And Tyler Trumbauer. Um, they're going to be doing handling our daily roundups. So we're going to have... The Monday morning roundup is always like probably the most popular post of the week. So they're going to be doing those every day. Uh, and they're going to be doing some shorter updates, some on-call type stuff. So, you know, if me, family guy, is is out for the weekend and stuff happens, we're going to have guys kind of on call to get the more newsy updates so we can continue to make it like a one-stop shop. So they're going to handle a lot of the shorter posts and updates like that. I got Jim McCormick, who's written fantasy at ESPN for 10 years. Um, local guy. I know him well. Um, he's actually done some stuff from the site in the past, but he's going to do a couple of posts per week. I uh, got Coggin Toboggan who runs a Philly sports satire site. He's going to do stuff for us. Not satire. He's a talented writer. A couple of other contributors. Bob Wankel used to write his Rizzo at Barstool Philly. He's going to handle a number of posts. Uh, who am I leaving out here? Um, Kydell Phillip is a lawyer. He's going to give us a once weekly post and a guy named Timothy Riley who actually wrote for the crosswalk, which was the user contributed, thing I had on the site about a year ago. Uh, really smart guy, UPenn grad. He's going to write like column style stuff, but uh, really intelligent and and good writer. So he's going to, I think his first piece, or he's going to do something on, you would probably like this too, Adam, like the bullshit of the NFL's hypocrisy with pink ribbons and the flag and all that stuff. And that I know that article has been done before, but um, I'm actually pretty excited to see his twist. He's a pretty, he's usually tries to come at it from a different angle. So uh, we're still going to add more like freelancers and part-timers. And, uh, you know, if the subscriptions go well, we'll we'll kind of up the roles for a few of these guys. And um, the goal is to, to turn as many of them as we can into like actual, you know, some of the, the guys who are only contributing now into full-time guys. And that is what you've been waiting for, for Crossing Broad. One thing I didn't hear is Russ's daily union update uh, mixed in with the bi-weekly soul podcast. Russ has just demanded yep. that I give him uh, direct uh, yep. cell phone access to Kevin at all hours of the day so he can pick his brain. Nope. <laughs> I, guys, we, we've, uh, we've grown accustomed to me talking about the soccer team uh, in Philadelphia, and I'm done. I'm officially Why? done. Until they uh, have an ownership change, which will never happen. <clears throat> I am a... I'm at my wit's end with the Philadelphia Union, and I, I don't think they're worth the time of day to talk about anymore. And, and I, I love that team. I agree. That's why I, I, I haven't been honest. Hate, Russ, that's why I haven't I talked about Union all season, is I'm so fed up with the ownership yeah, I'm sure, yeah. that I went, nope, yeah. I'm not talking about the soccer team. Kyle, I am hoping and praying for the day that Josh Harris actually buys the team and creates like a a feeder program with Crystal Palace. That would actually be fine. Kyle, Josh, on a scale go of team, one please. to 10, how excited are you? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm excited first and foremost 
uh, just that the site is going to be better. Like people, people think like, oh, you're mailing it in, you're you're doing two posts a day. Like honest to God, it it does bother me when the site is not updated. Like today, we just did a soon thing. The only reason I did that is because I knew I wasn't going to have time to write one post. So rather than people think I'm being a complete lazy shit, I just wanted to put up a message like. Trust me, we're like I'm working on something. So that really bothers me. I'm I'm happy when the site is is doing well and people are enjoying it. Like honest to God, uh, that's not healthy. I know. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I am looking forward to getting some content help. I mean, I've pretty much been writing. I had Jim working for me for a little while, but I've been writing the you know a lion's share of the con content for seven years. Um, it's exhausting. So part of this is also that. Uh, you know, rather than me just kind of chase like the the next update that lasts for like 30 seconds nowadays on the internet is to do some not more thought, not more thoughtful stuff, not more long form stuff, but just do better posts. Like if I could take a few hours and put together a really good post rather than always feel like I'm behind because I'm, I'm one guy or, or one of two guys. Uh, I think that's really going to help just my productivity on the website. So I really think the website's going to be a lot better. Uh, but right now I'm just like, I got like six things I still need to do and make sure that they work and everything. And part of the reason I like to, I always try and do this stuff like right before a holiday weekend, because there will inevitably be a few bugs and glitches or, you know, just a, you know, a couple of growing pains. So it kind of gives you the holiday weekend to work that shit out too. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, but also I just want it to be like, I want it to be, we're recording this Wednesday night. I just want to announce the damn thing so I could like be done with the like 70 straight hours of sitting in front of a computer I've been doing. Also, some, some of these guys will be open and available to come on the podcast, like specifically Sean to talk about and Kevin and Kevin, um, you know, to kind of weigh in on the things they're covering or the pieces they wrote. So um, they are more than open to that. So at the very least, we could have some uh, different viewpoints when and if we need them. Adam, I don't know if you're like disappointed because you felt like you were left in the dark. You didn't really know what was going on. Imagine how I feel. I actually submitted three written pieces to uh, to Kyle to evaluate for me to become a writer, and and they were all based on the uh, Arena Bowl 30 champion Philadelphia Soul. Apparently, he did not want to designate uh, or dedicate space to the Soul, nor the defunct Philadelphia Kicks or the Philadelphia Wings. Time I, out. The Philadelphia Kicks I'm don't devastated. exist anymore? I'm just no, kidding. they haven't for a while. Did you really oh. submit pieces? <laughs> No. no, no. For a second, I I was like, oh shit! Like I, I probably owe email. emails to about thirty different people, and I was like, shit, did I miss Russ? Like, did I? I mean, in in fairness, with with the organizational skills that uh that we all possess, it would not be surprising if uh. Kyle, if I want to go rapid fire because like I want to go now. quick. One, will they be writing in the same irreverent tone that you do? Uh, yeah. You no, know, yes and no. No, I would okay. say no. Right, um, so you're going to be the only I, one that's like, he's an asshole, like stuff like that. I will still be the bomb thrower. Okay. I'm probably going to pull some punches now, especially if Kevin's got, if we have guys with credentials. But look, they all have free reign and like, so, no, only but some can, of the guys are- Did you really are, just go Enzo Amore? Did you just go Enzo Amore on him and call him soft? I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I actually, I somehow got back into watching Monday night raw a little bit. It's terrible. And I hate myself. Uh, no, so no, I will still be kind of the bomb thrower, but believe me, Kevin, Kevin Kincaid, uh, has 
some Russ could speak to a couple of the union rants he's gone on. Like he, he is not a, a sunshiny guy and knows where to pick his spots. And uh, from what I've seen at Kevin Love, like he's sort of very uh, entertaining and colorful. And, and I know some of the other, like uh, Coggin Toboggan today wrote a piece and I told him he had to t- tamp down the murderous lead because it was all, it was all about killing off everyone involved in the local sports talk radio. So like, we're not getting too serious here. Um, it's going to be a good mix of intelligence and uh, bomb throwing. Well, I think. you know, speaking about local radio people being killed off, uh, Ned Stark is done. Nahagian, 97.5. Uh, Kyle, uh, let's let's go here. One, uh, what is it like that your pawn in local radio is no mas? You know, I don't act, I personally, I don't dislike Matt Nahagian. Uh I had many of uh, positive conversations with him over the years. We had a meeting back in meeting. That was that's how he would say meeting to meeting. Uh, back for in, those that don't know, who is he, and then what happened? Yeah, today? good point. Uh, he is he is the program director at ninety seven five and has been since they were either since founded or since they were irrelevant. So I actually think he deserves a lot of credit. He's brought Mike Missinelli. Tony Bruno. I mean, he's brought a lot of big names to that station and made them a not only a legitimate competitor with WIP, but in many months, in many time slots, and still from six A to seven P, they are beating them in the in the main demographic. So um, he's done a pretty impressive job of building a, a competitor to a a legitimate competitor to a one of the most notable local sports talk radio stations in the country. So. Um, I, it's only really been recently over the last year. And honestly, when we started this podcast, where I think I started to take some really harsh aim at them, which I, I hadn't done in the few years before, cause WIP, I think deserved, got most of my ire. Um, I think we, we on here and both on the website and here started taking more shots at him and he's a fiery guy and got his back up and had the call that we discussed back in like one of our first episodes, uh, playing our podcast saying you think this is good uh you know basically telling us why podcasts will never work so uh i don't want to dance on his grave i actually think he's a good guy uh, we had a disagreement there but um i think the writing was kind of on the wall like 97.5 seems a little rudderless at the moment and i would just suspect that his contract was up and it wasn't renewed it's i don't think he was like removed for cause or anything like that i just think it was it was time for them to turn the page and i don't they're not having a format change i know that um I guess not for sure, but I've been told that that's, that's not something that's on the table. I, for one, am looking forward to seeing if his replacement will also make the case that people go to Mike Mizzanelli for their Sixers coverage. Do we know if there is a named replacement yet? Uh, no, there's not at the minute. The assistant PD was Jason Martitis, um, Mike's uh, producer slash co-host. Uh, so I guess his name comes up, but I, I think he's more pegged for an on-air job i think that show of him and harry or him being on in the f in the middays at some capacity is probably going to happen uh, so i don't think he's going to be the pd my guess is they'll just bring in someone from the outside my favorite conspiracy theory is the guy who thinks that our announcement tomorrow timed with matt's firing today uh means it's me uh that is my new favorite guy joe fedorowitz <laughs> who we mentioned last time you in his program director i am not in his program director I like that. Although that would be fun. The only thing that would be fun. Thing, we should do it. I, you guys are the morning show. That would be hilarious. Um, the, the only thing is, is uh, I do feel bad for 
all of like the local sports people that I've said before, man, it's and Kyle, you know, this because of like click through rates and all that stuff. It's just a tough time in this sports town. And then to blame it on someone that create, like I have a lot of friends that swear by 97.5 over WIP. And the fact that these teams have, were all bad at the same time made it almost like impossible as a, as a, a news director or a program director to create content to get people in. Um, and it's just tough. I really think it's, it's tough to point the blame at one person. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, I like look. I I, I prefer to listen to ninety seven five in the car too. So uh, I don't. I try not to listen that much. If I'm in for a long ride, I either go podcasts or I go a uh, little bit a little bit of Meek Mill issues. Um, I was hoping for some sort of response there, some some sort yeah, of well, feedback. You, know, or, you, you guys just silence. Ignore, you guys just ignore me really. at this point. Well, I can't believe you're still listening to the same album. You know, as a true personal. Oh, I pick a song on. and I go hard. I go till I hate it. Mm. I've been only listening to Nate Dog today and really trying to relive the memories. Um, Are you guys? I'm still trying to figure. I'm I'm still trying to figure out. uh, Fuck you! I just want to. I just want to know who let the who. Taylor Swift is a bitch. I just want to know who let the dogs out. I shouldn't say that. That's a bad word. It's a bad word. Taylor Swift is a maniacal demon. that takes away the credit of others and besmirches their names and fake dates people to write songs about them and turned from an innocent person to a mean girl that treats everybody like crap. And I don't think her songwriting is that good. And everything is for commercialization. And there's a lot more people that are more talented that aren't manipulating the minds of our young women. Two things. Kyle, look what you made briefly. him do. Two things briefly. Two things. Well, I'm, one, I'm you're miss, probably going to talk about her being attractive. No, no That's I actually probably wasn't. Number one, Russ felt actually, the same that way. absolutely has to be. I was not. To, one, uh, I'm really not excited. At least three inappropriate inappropriate references. By the way, can we mention she the fact that she is? Uh, she went to school, I believe, at Exeter, which is Berks County, PA. For those of you who she didn't know, she was probably know, homeschooled. She. No, she definitely went to a high school. She apparently this is. This is where this is where we get into that whole like she portrays herself as like a, a nerdy you know was bullied kind of person, and I went to uh, high school with a few people who I guess kind of knew her indirectly. So she was a coal miner. Was... No, yeah, exactly. No, but like apparently she was the uh, the ultimate bully. Exactly. And you know, she has sold. There was, there was an article. A ton of oh, articles about how she has there was portrayed one that was... victimization. BuzzFeed had a big one. Kyle, please, what are your two points that you'd like to get to that we rudely interrupted you? Uh, quick one i am really excited about this stage of her career i think it's really mature of her to come into her own and own who she is the biatch that she is and and just take aim just take aim at her haters i am i really this is like saying i i'm really liking that miley cyrus grew her hair out long and is now like dancing in the fields like like carol carpenter what's your second point this there's oh i'm genuinely excited for that number two 1989, I would argue, is is one of, if not the greatest pop albums of all time. There is not one Adam, bad song on that Kyle, album. Not you are one, no longer allowed to discuss music. We need to ever. disconnect. We he need to just disconnect. said that Adam, 1989 is one of the greatest pop albums of all time. I can give you seven Michael Jackson albums that would literally look at 1989, turn around, pull their pants down, and crap on it and go, oh, I'm sorry, did you consider that music? That is ridiculous. That is Are you talking about the six songs yeah, on your, every MJ album that put you to sleep? Time out. Does your <laughs> wife look like Taylor Swift? Be honest with me. 
No. Okay. No, she's got brown no, hair. No, she doesn't. She looks more like Casey Catanzaro, who, by the way, signed with WWE. Oh, Russ. Sorry, yes. continue. Let's let's go let's go Why back. Why do you like Taylor Swift, Swift so uh, much? Rebel, uh, she's very. God. I like her music. She's good. I'm not surprised. She's good. So, the new song. Really? I have. I've. That's uh, one of the ones I've listened to so hard that I already hate it because I've. I've. I just loop. I looped it three straight times. I've never in the car heard anyone say I've listened to so the Kyle, new Taylor Swift song so hard. Does this mean <laughs> that like a couple weeks ago when you told us about pulling up? Uh, next to the to the the large African American man in like what was it a Nissan Altima or something like that, that you like kind of looked at him and you gave like the head nod. Was that because you were listening to Meek Mill and then partway through it, it kind of like went to We Are Never Getting Back Together? No, no, I'm no because that's that's early Taylor Swift. Like I'm into the 19. I'm really I'm into this new stage of her career. I'm looking forward to her embracing who she is and taking on the haters. I didn't look even what know. you just made me do is is look awesome. out for Kyle's it's post awesome. on uh, the Huffington Post. I did post. not. I would have had it. I had a ta- by the, I had a Taylor Swift album review for 1989 a couple of years ago. Uh, it's happening this year. I would have had a post about her new song. No. I just haven't had time. The album comes out in You're November. I will have a subscribe. review. You want subscribers to the website, and and that is that's going to be a tantalizing thing for them to sign up now. Is goddamn right? Oh my god! Oh. You know that moment where you're sitting there and you're talking here. to someone, and they say something, and you go, "I can never look at you the same." This was that moment. You just said that Taylor yep. Swift had stages in her career. Her entire career is staged. It is it is nonsensical Ooh. fiction in which she is like created. Kanye's tilted stage. Oh, you mean how she turned Kanye into this big bad man that spoke up in an award show and then said, I'm never going to talk about it again and then lied about having a phone conversation with him to play the victim card again? That Taylor Swift? That's right. She's owning it. She's owning Owning it. it. No, she's using it. Even more brilliant. Even more brilliant. No, I understand. If you want to say that she is smart, as someone who plays both sides of the LeGarrette Blunt, is he good or is he not card? I can understand your appreciation for manipulation. I get that. Uh, one person that will never manipulate is a saint, and that is David Akers, and he is being inducted into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Uh, gut reaction, right decision, wrong decision, Rusko. Blessed. Blessed. Kyle, go. Uh, no, absolutely good I decision. think so, too. David Akers was incredible, and it's more crazy when you look back and realize that there was a question mark about making him the field goal kicker on the team, and then he ended up being, like, the best kicker of all time. He kicked with a broken leg and cried with his son in his arms. It was one of the most incredible images an Eagles fan will ever see. He kicked 57-yard field goals that changed our lives. He kicked game winners. He was so solid, and then afterwards as we've experienced the Caleb Sturgises and the Alex Henrys, we truly appreciated his worth. And I think after we lost the long snapper that did magic tricks into our hearts, that we should put the third wheel into the Hall of Fame. How tough to take. I still think Andy Reid still owes David Akers a public apology for the way that he ran him over with a bus, backed it up, hit him again, and then put it back and drive again. Wasn't his kid sick? And then he he missed two field goals in that playoff game, like oh my god, I, that that is like unfortunately that's one of the things that jumps to my mind when I think of David Akers and has nothing to do with his incredible performance on the field. I think we could pretty much agree that it was like what a six or seven year window where it was pretty much he and Adam Vinatieri. Vinatieri was a righty and and Akers was lefty. Yeah, and that was they like, had like a commercial that was like together the, that, too. Like it was it was yeah like that like when kickers were 
were good. I, uh, consistent. I just love like that you, David Akers was, awesome. was like a karate master, and he channeled his inner sensei to focus himself, and then he would do like a bow after the kick. So badass. I enjoyed his thick mm-hmm. legs. His thighs are impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. This is, you started off so strong. You're like, if you could title this big announcement and then Kyle gets weird, that would be perfect. Unbelievable. Uh, You're, hey, speaking of retirements, uh, Eric Lindros. Yeah. Hanging, putting, put. I think, eight, I mean, this is a foregone conclusion, but 88 belongs in the rafters. Like, I don't think there's a person yeah. in Philly who could hear the number 88 mm. and not think of Lindros. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, I, I fun side fun side anecdote on sure. that. If if you want, if you I bet want, she's gonna talk about um, Lindros's penis. No, I go oh, okay. Wait, I, I don't. So I, I I had I guess I um, yesterday morning kind of knew that they were gonna announce this. Um, so I went on StubHub and bought uh, loaded up on like a thousand dollars worth of tickets for that game before it was announced, um, figuring I could make an easy buck. That's insider trading, isn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. So anyway, I, I did sell a couple already, a little bit of a profit. What I did not know, and what I'm a little upset about, is that uh, the ticket, the tickets aren't in hand yet from the original buyer because the season ticket holders don't have their tickets yet. So I don't get paid until the person I bought them from uploads the barcode, and then I have to take that barcode and upload it before I get paid, which could be as late as, as January. It says, like, in hand date, like, five days before the game in January. So... Uh, the joke's on me. Like, I will make money on it, but, like, I had to front, like, more money than I really felt like fronting at the moment, um, all That's because it. I was trying to make a buck in haste. All right, I'm going to go to Twitter right now. We're going to go rapid fire. I'm going to ask you some questions that are coming in for the show. Are you guys ready? Yes. Dan Callahan, what icebreakers did Russ do with his class on the first day of school? Ooh. <laughs> Everybody stand up, say your name, where you're from, and your favorite Reese's Cup flavor. That would have been really good. No, it's not. Did you do an icebreaker? Really, really good. Uh, yeah. What was, what was it? it? Yeah. I see if you were in my class. Stop you it. Oh, Tell us. Uh, it, it. It's not really an icebreaker. <laughs> I I make myself the weirdest person in the room because then that just kind of lowers everybody's uh, overall fear of being judged by their classmates. So I walk across desks. What? I, I scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah, I'm, I'm insane, man. Like, I can it, see this, actually. It's intense. Did any of your kids yeah, get it on like the, I, the, the Instagram? I don't know. They probably did. We have a new policy. What is I'm it? No phones? About. No phones. Nice. Yep. Richard Molinaro says, hey, Kyle, how long have the moves you've been announcing tomorrow been in the making? Or today been in the making? Uh, I'd say I've been working on them like, uh, uh, pretty like uh, directly for at least two months now. Philly Mike asks, why do you ask this question for your three times a week hour long podcast when every show you make fun of radio do the exact same thing? <laughs> yeah, I because th- we're hypocrites. That's why. No, I think, well, first of all, the, when the radio tweets ask us anything, uh, they have taken that from us, like, to be honest. Second of all, I, we make fun of them when they're like, hey, what should we talk about? When we're saying, hey, we have an hour show and we will take your questions and we will selectively take questions that we think will make for a few good minutes of talking points the, at the end the of the correct show answer rather is, than driving four hours. Yeah, the correct answer is science has proven that if you answer someone's question, they listen to your podcast for the rest of their lives. John Steiner, yeah, will the Phillies win another World Series in my lifetime that he's 43? Guys? 
Mm, depends on if you're a vegan or not. Well, the correct answer is in his profile, he says he listens to 311. So I'm going to say no. Just kidding. Uh, yes. Listens to 311. what? It's a band. That is. Oh, wow. Oh. So oh, Kyle I actually likes, really enjoy their, not, one, their one big hit. Yeah. Their one big hit. So it's not, so it's not like 444. Dan Bernvall. Ber- what's the best thing that's ever happened to you at 10 a.m. on a Thursday? Mm. Mm. Can we answer that? Can you answer that, Russ? Can Russ, you, Russ is thinking, Kyle, should I give the you, real Kyle, answer I, or should I no, make something Kyle, up? Kyle, can can you no? Better question: Can you answer it without making it sexual Ooh. in any way? <laughs> See, that's what Kyle was thinking I, about. Russ sees my challenge and raises me. Very impressive. Uh, um, that's what happens when we go to nights. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, well, it, it's what it's today at ten a.m. It's today yeah, at ten a.m. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. It's a night Nick in my Teslik, mind. Reese I, Lightning. Yeah. Good nickname or great nickname. Uh, I like the, as far as nicknames go, I like the big Reese. I also like my, my Reese, my Reese's shirt. Um, but that's not really a nickname. It's a shirt. He (laughs) ends up recruiting people to the Peace Corps. Reese's pieces. Jerry B asks, and it, oh my God, it says Blavitt Jerry, but there's no way this is Jerry Blavitt. If it is, oh my God. Was Reno Mahe a better football player or bartender? Hmm. I feel like it's too soon to pile on Reno with that whole kid thing last year. That's well, football player. Reno Mai was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree. I like uh, Reno. MG eight five eight nine. Why does the ninety seven five just buy the rights to popular podcasts and run them during the day? Boy, what a concept that would be. Well, that's what WIP. I mean, WIP is sort of doing right, that. Exactly. Um, we talked about this last year. You can't take. You can't just take a podcast and throw it on the radio. Like we we do have the luxury of only having to do a condensed hour. Like this would not work over the span of four hours. Yeah, Sims and I found out that when Bleacher Report Serious Radio existed, that they were doing that on Sundays with our podcast and not telling us. And we were like, "Uh, you can tell us that." Um, And then compensate us. Last exactly. Last one. You want to know me? What is the difference between Elliot Shore Parks and Etan Shander? talent which side are you going on that oh i know i was just looking for like a one word response russ answered it like he had a thought on it and and it pressed no i was just kind of i was kind of looking to you know push a couple buttons have kyle come in with a cynical response or maybe hedge his bet both ways russ was literally just throwing shit um i don't i don't get the question i don't get the question to be honest i don't like they're so completely different than what they do now I think the idea is that they, they like to stir the pot a lot. They will sometimes get into it with people who uh, interact with them on Twitter. Um, and sometimes they're just entirely irrational with a take. I think that's the point. It's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like Elliot. I, I, and we've actually had this conversation on a previous installation of the podcast. And he has been like, look, I'm covering sports. It's fun. People want to debate. Like, they're an entire hour-long blocks on the national networks dedicated to debate like why not put an opinion out there on the team i cover and have a friendly debate with people like no one's getting hurt like he is not he's not out there um well i was going to say he's not out there accusing guys of being in gangs but he is um but it, that, that was a legitimate report he had on on LaShawn, uh Deshaun. he did he did indeed don't get don't get your Sean's. all right up. so that was the announcement some fodder and i hope you, just like myself, learned a lot about Kyle 
and his weird obsession with Taylor Swift that I, I think we need to get like a hypnotist or a voodoo doctor or someone to kind of cure you from that, but it will get better. Uh, Kyle Russ, anything before we go? Uh, a little dismayed. You, you dislike Taylor so intense. I'm not surprised. I am dismayed. Mm. I'm just, I'm just surprised by both of you. I, the more I learn about both of you, the, the more I'm surprised that this. Yeah, actually Russ. Works. Well, I learned today that as a teacher, you stand on desks and yell at children. So you know, everyone has a weird wart. Yell with, maybe with them. I wouldn't say at. You're kind of like the teacher in Matilda. You're a little bit reckless. I am not Mrs. Trunchbull. You hold the phone there, fella. That is, no. I'll eat the chocolate cake. I won't make a kid eat it. I I love chocolate right, cake. Great. Though. That was that was shock, That was like shockingly instant recall of Matilda. I was going to say that I don't know if Russ knew Stephen Means, but he did know Mrs. Trunchbull from Matilda. <laughs> That's what I'm here awesome. for, man. Really, really strange. Uh, Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Life. Happy Thursday. Uh, thanks as always for listening to Crossing Broadcast. If you wouldn't mind, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, leave a comment, and we will 1,000% read it on the next episode of this podcast. Have fun, enjoy your day, and check out Kyle's website as soon has now become now.